out there and welcome to the conversation. Uh, hey, we're doing something different. Uh, this week and several weeks, this is the Conversation XL because there ain't just me There's and, and Rick. There's me and Rick and all of these here folks. Um, and we are just having a conversation like we usually do, but there's more than two opinions. Right. Um, so tonight we're talking about... Um, I think we just keep talking about things like this, but there are things that Christians have one opinion about, but there's this other opinion about, but yet maybe one of them's right, maybe one of the other one's right, maybe they're both right. So it's, um, are we saved by faith or are we saved by works? And is that the wrong way to ask the question? <laughs> by faith or by works. And so, to get started on that, I'm going to ask uh, that we read. Uh, does somebody Can somebody find Ephesians 2 and then read... Um, i got it open here. Oh, you've got it open? Great. And we're going to read uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, which is the beginning of the controversy. All right. <laughs> Verse 8. This is out of the Amplified. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his own salvation. Okay. So, did that even answer the question? Yeah. Yes. Right up, right in the first line. Yeah. yeah. For it is by grace. Well, that yeah. by grace you have been saved through yeah. faith. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. For it is by grace. Which one of those is grace? Uh, None of them. Okay, so <laughs> my point is, <laughs> folks use this idea to battle, don't they? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I call this a tale of two apostles. You know, remember the book, A Tale of Two Cities? Yeah. I, I call it the tale of two apostles because you've got Paul, who, who I think answers the question. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. To me, it's like enough. But then you've also got our friend James who puts his two cents in there mm -hmm. and seems to create, and I say seems, and we'll talk about it later, but seems to create a controversy about it. And personally, I don't think there is a controversy. I think they... Yeah, but we want controversies, Rick. We well, like them. We love it. <laughs> We'd like to be able to tell people and they're wrong. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly. Going down a rabbit hole just to argue is kind of fun. That's what makes denominations, isn't it? Exactly. But the Bible yeah. also says, Todd, that you have to do these things. I, in fact, and I have James here. Hit me. Right. Okay. Um, and the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Ding, 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 ding. There's the controversy. That's James? 
Yeah, likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That's James chapter 2, 23 through 26. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting here thinking without preparing because you didn't actually tell us what we were no. doing this week. I kind of like that. The works that would be counted towards salvation, I would see it say the works are the fruit of our faith. They go hand in hand. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the crux of it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, they kind of, in a sense, they kind of go together in a sense. But faith is first. <clears throat> but in order, when you got faith, you do the works because you have faith. There you go. There you go. But yeah, the scripture in James says it's the works, but the scripture in Ephesians says not a result of your works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not a result of your no. works. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I think in all these cases, people try to make, try, people, we like to be able to put things in categories, don't we? We like to be able to say, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you get the car. Um, we don't want to confuse it with having to nuance it in any way. I think part of the problem is that um, we, as Christians, have a tendency to forget to take the Bible as a whole mm -hmm. instead of picking and choosing um, one of the things. In fact, Mary and I just talked about this recently. Um, one of the things that gets me, and it's kind of a different topic, but they talk about the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, and, and the gifts of the Spirit, there are so many people who want to pick and choose what gifts are allowable, what gifts are not, what gifts are for today, what gifts are not for today, what specific gifts are, if it's a specific thing like this or if it's this other thing. And I think that we forget to take the Bible cover to cover yeah. and try to understand it without picking and choosing certain things. And I think that's one of the things that led to this controversy. Paul says it's by faith and faith alone. Mm -hmm. James is saying it's faith and works because of what Rahab did and, you know. Yeah. But I think that one of the things that they misunderstand is there's, there's a word used justified in here, mm -hmm. justified by their faith. To me, we, we've lost some of the um, the meaning of the word today in the context that it was used. And what I think James is trying to tell us is because of that faith, because of our acceptance of that faith, because of the love that we have for God, we're going to want to do certain things. Um, a husband or a wife who loves their spouse um, and it's and it's a wonderful love and and they want to do things to, for each other and even to um, sometimes the um, that oh you don't have to do that sweetheart I'll get it I'll get it but they'll do it anyway that's that's 
the way I think James is trying to describe this. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to do these things. Mm -hmm. It shows your faith, yeah. uh, which also leads us on to the scripture. You're going to know them by their fruits. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I was going with the, the works are the fruits of your faith. Yeah. That's, you're going to want to do it because yeah. of your faith. It's going to come out because of your faith. If you love your spouse, if you love your spouse, but all you ever do is say, is say, I love you. I love you. It's, you. Just say, I love you. But you don't help them with anything. You don't support them with, with anything. You don't talk with them or spend time with them or, and you're cold with them all the time. That's, is that love? Is that the love you have for your spouse, really? Yeah, no, that's not, that ain't, that's nothing. They get that from the dog. And the, actually, the dog would do better. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, interesting thing. Rick just said, if you only read part of the scripture, if you want to pluck things out, you know, then you can build these cases. Like, it's only about faith well, and no words. No, no. A lot of denominations do that. Take one thing out. Well, absolutely. Very much. So mean, many do. Scripture, yeah. Jehovah Witnesses all works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the other, some other holiness churches are tongues. Yeah. The Jewish faith is works. Mm -hmm. they, they will teach you if you if you you believing it is not really so much a problem. Just do it. And then you will eventually believe it. So it starts the other way. We talked about faith. You said, Harvey, faith comes first, then works is the result of that, as Jonathan yeah. said. But from a Jewish perspective, they're like, I guess fake it till you make it. You know, <laughs> do what's right. And that's what matters is that you did what was right. Faith will come along with that. So interesting thing. So Jonathan, you read 8 through 9, Ephesians 8 through 9. Would you read Ephesians 8 through 10? Okay. Do you want me to do the same translation? Same translation. I want the same thing, but I want you to add 10. Okay. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment, and, giving it, and, and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God not as a result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his own salvation for we are his workmanship his own masterwork a work of art created in christ jesus reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed ready to be used for good works for <laughs> which god prepared for us beforehand taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Nice setup there, partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, he got me. I read that. I was like, oh, that, but, four. But, yeah. <laughs> four. Huh? What the? What the heck? Isn't that weird? Yeah. So, just it pretty much says what we've been. It, what. I prefer that we talk it out and have a conversation about it mm -hmm. and then read the rest of the story because it says pretty much what he said. It says what Jonathan says. It said what Harvey said. It's your faith, you, you, you have grace because you have faith in God, but that 
you were created for good works. That's what you were created for. Um, so when we talk about, as Christians, what we're... So much of this gig is loving on people, taking mm -hmm. care of taking care of people, being a part of this community as a group of people. You know, we can go on missions trips and go do a whole bunch of different stuff, but the first one's here. Do you, is, is, is Steve Clark hurting? Does he need some help with something? Was Julie hurting? Julie Murphy, we bring her some food. It's our community that takes care of each other, right? We, we talked a lot about that on Tuesday with the Roman scripture yeah. this week. Because that's exactly what he's saying. This, you know, It's all everything for doing within the church. Then he adds that little um, pursue the love of strangers, but yeah. it, you know, church within your own first. And a lot of times we don't do that. We're always looking to the outside and rarely looking to the inside. And And... Paul's perspective very much was that he was going and building these little communities to take care of each other. That was the idea, was to take care of each other. Some are given to be missionaries and go do, but the gig is be, be a part of the community. Yeah. I, I think part of our problem is that when we begin to focus on the works yeah. oh, instead yeah. of, of the, the grace that came beforehand. Um, we start focusing on what we've done for this person, what we've done for that person, and then we start wearing badges of honor mm -hmm. um, for those things, and we start being Sunday school teachers, and then we have, remember the old, I don't know if, you might remember some of Harvey, I bet you remember Sunday school teachers used to have these little, like I've been a Sunday school for a year, teacher for a year, for two years, for, like they used to have. And I, I saw a cartoon one time and, and like this person was dragging a, you know, these badges of being a Sunday school teacher and all this. Uh, and their shirt was being, you know, pulled down and stuff like that. And that's not the point. Yeah. But we, we start wearing these things that we've done, um, and it can be anything, guys. It can be from, I, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm a Sunday school teacher, I'm the pianist, I'm the organist, I'm the lead singer, you know, I'm, I, I do this, I do that. And that's not what the Lord's saying. You know, do these things, it's great, it's wonderful. I, I think that's what happened with the, inside the Jewish community. It started becoming a thing about yep. the works that they've done. He gets to wear the fancy clothes. Yeah, yeah. I often think, and not most people in there, except for you two, probably would know Bob Maynard. Yeah, I remember him. And loved him. He brought the new boys. One of them's a pastor now. They brought Brannons, Roy and Shelley, or Roy and Bob. Yeah. Chris. 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 I can Chris. Anyhow, he brought them. And they're all Christians. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to Roy and, Roy and Chris's mom one time, and she said she always protected them boys, but she said she wouldn't let them go anywhere with somebody that she didn't know if her life depended on it. Yeah. And she said, 
Bob, the boys were playing and they was <coughs> over next door, next to Bob, and he was doing something, the boys was over there just helping a little bit, you know, and, and he got to talking to them, and he'd like, they would like to go to Sunday school, and they, they said, well, yeah, I reckon, <laughs> and, and he said, well, we'll have to talk to you, we'll have to go talk to your mom first, yeah. and they went to talk to her, and she said, she said all of a sudden she just had a peace kind of come over her. She wasn't a church person then. And the peace come over her to just let her boys go. Mm -hmm. It was just something that, that when she met Bob, when Bob asked her, the feeling, the, the feeling of just, oh, them boys, but I can't let my boys do this yeah. or do yeah. that, you know. It just something just what told her to let him go. And there was something about Bob. Huh? There was just something about Bob, too. Right? I mean, the Holy Spirit tells her it's okay, but it's because it was okay with Bob. It yeah. just was. It just was. Yeah. Um, would somebody find John 14, uh, 12? John 14, 12 through 14. Well, they're looking that up. The last thing we were saying, Rick. As you were saying, it's the same, same thought, different wording, but what was coming to mind was me. With me, about the time you came out with Badge of Honor, um, we focus on our works and we lose focus on God and our faith. And when we focus on our works, that tends to lead to the very pride that Paul warns us about. Yeah. I'm yep. not thinking yep. more That's of ourselves than we should. Yep. Uh, to take ourselves in sober judgment, because yeah, we 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 start lifting ourselves up because of what we did, and. And that's a lot of times that's why our works get focused more outside than inside because we kind of want that. The human side of us, the flesh, wants that. Who doesn't want to feel good about something that they did, right? And and that's something you and I kind of hit on um, when we were talking on the <coughs> devil, Satan, Lucifer, um, the podcast that we did. Yeah. Um, he started wanting the glory himself. Um, wasn't that God wasn't, you know, sitting on the throne and in charge. Um, Satan, Lucifer, the devil started wanting to be noticed, to be, you know, patted on the back, to be given props for the things that he did. And we can fall into that same trap where we start losing, like you said, we lose focus on the grace and the mercy of God and start focusing on the wonderful things that we can do and yeah pride cometh yes <laughs> okay who's got me i do okay hit me most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay. So, <clears throat> Jesus is saying that part of believing in him, part of this faith, is doing the works that he's done. That's part of it. I think people want to skip to the part where it says, whatever you ask for in my name, I'll, yep. I'll give to you. Um, it'll be given to you without saying the part about 
the, this is the sending of these people. And he's telling them, you're going to go do my work while you're doing my work. While you're framing that wall for me, if you need a framing hammer, holler, I'll get you a framing hammer. He's not saying, while you're framing that wall for me, if you want a Cadillac, I'll get you. No, this is not. <laughs> More time, out, right? So it is connected. The, the faith and the works are connected. Yeah. Um, with that scripture, I've always found the words, and you will do even greater things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you guys think about that? What did he What did he mean by that? You will do even greater because because you know the things that Jesus did were pretty good, pretty great. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Things. I mean, that's that's uh, that, no, I'd use a well, I mean, vernacular I mean, today. That's a hard, that, that uh, a hard act to follow. Yeah, they always thought he was just out there. He was way out there. Yeah, yeah. But what does it mean that we will do greater things than him? I, I in one light, I kind of see that maybe. We will reach the entire world for him. Well, that, that, he that's was what I very wonder. regional in his life. He, he, yeah, you know, everywhere he went, the crowds followed him. But the area of even the civilized world at that time, he didn't go very far. But he knew once he called us to him and sent us out, we would reach the entire world. See, that that's where I came to. If you want to put it like in, it doesn't mean that the quality of our work will be better than his, but the quantity of the work, uh, I, I have to agree with you. I think it's because what we do will be even farther reaching than what, but I don't I, think I mean, we can you know, match the, the yeah, quality. I, you know, we, we've seen miracles, we've seen healing through yeah. prayer, yeah. even recently. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, but that's not much of anything compared to what Jesus actually did. Yeah. But his reach, the extent of his works, compared to what we are capable of through him reaching the yeah. entire world, I think that's the, we will do greater things. Yeah. The 12 of you will do more than the one of me did. Mm -hmm. And the 12 of you who will make, 75 of you will make... A thousand of you will make a million of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, th this is a sidetrack, but I think from the perspective of human leadership, being a boss in a company, uh, being the shift supervisor, or whatever, um, human leadership needs to look at that and think to themselves. If I'm good to my people and I prepare them and I supply them with what they need, if you look at your employees, the people who work for you, and go, hey, if you need a piece of equipment, you let me know. We'll get you fixed up. I don't want you standing around feeling like you can't do something because I didn't get it for you. Uh, if you need somebody to go get your lunch, you let me know. I'll go get lunch. I'll go. The leader's position is to what Jesus shows us here is he's, he's saying, you guys are going to make this thing work. I've taught you how. I'm going to get you going. But so often leaders want to sit in their office and tell a bunch of other people to do stuff. And then when they say they need this and that to do it, just see it as them trying to threaten to get their money or to get in the way. Anyway, love on your people and equip them, right? Um... 
when we look at what it means to be saved, we've talked about this. I don't know, you and me talked about this. We haven't talked about this. When, so part of that sentence is saved. What does that mean? What does saved mean? Saved from something? Saved for something? Saved with something? What are, you, what are we talking about? When we talk about, as Christians, we say saved. But what do we mean? Saved, saved from what you used to be. Saved from <coughs> ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you was a person that drank a lot and went out and done all this and other and become a Christian and you quit smoking, you quit drinking and all that, you're saved from all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That is one way of looking at it for I sure. Mean, no, that's true. That is absolutely part of it. Saved from the consequences of being born into sin. Saved from the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are the consequences of sin? Come on. So the wages of sin is death. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. Right? So we're being saved from death. Into what? We're saved from death. We're saved to what? Glory of God. Well, the glory of God, but <clears throat> eternal life. Eternal life, yes. Yeah. yeah. For God so loved the world that who, who that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but shall, but have everlasting life. life. Right. So we are saved to everlasting life. We're saved from us. We're saved from the wages of sin. We're saved from death. We're saved to everlasting life. What does Jesus say is required? To have everlasting life. I might have just hinted at one of the things. Faith and works. Well, faith. I mean, yeah, yeah. It kind of goes along with it. Yeah. What does he say? What does he say is necessary? Can you think of some examples of things Jesus says to have everlasting life? Well, we just does, said. Does, does, does he actually go through the believe on him and you know con confess him as your savior? That's Rome, that's the, Paul in Romans. That's yeah. Paul. Yeah, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus yeah. Christ is the Lord. The, yeah. the only thing that really comes to mind is the greatest commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That came from Jesus. Yeah. What did John 3.16, I just quoted it. Okay, so John 3.16. Believeth in him shall have everlasting life. So that's one. There, there's a conversation that happens between Jesus and Peter mm -hmm. um, where the question is put forth, who do you say that I am? Yeah, we just did that. Yeah. Last week, didn't we? Right. And Peter says... You're the Christ. You're the, the son of the living God. Um, and Jesus says to him, you know, you're blessed, man, because flesh and blood didn't real, or reveal this to you. This, this comes from the Lord. And my point in that is that there, there's a, a, the, the salvation that we get is at our realization 
that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, that He is the Son of God, that He has come. Um, and so if you believe, like in John 3.16, you believe, then you're saved. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's all that's required. That's all that's required. Yeah. You and I, again, talked a while back on uh, the thief on the cross. Right. And right. that what he, that, that there wasn't a, you know, big, big to do. There wasn't, a, he didn't go to the altar at the church. Didn't get baptized. Yeah, didn't get baptized. He just said. Never had communion. Made a statement of faith. Today, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. You know, and he, and he looked at the other guy and said, who, who are you? What, what gives you the right to, you know, to say the things that, and I'm paraphrasing Rick. Yeah. But. He believed that Jesus was the Christ, and that is salvation. Yeah, that's what it it takes. He he says it, but he doesn't. In this same John fourteen, where we're at, back in verse six, Jesus said, "I am the only way to God, and the real truth, and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of that points to faith, right? All of that points to faith. So then I'm going to read one of my favorite pieces of Scripture, which is Matthew 25. Um, and this is Jesus talking to a group of people. Matthew 25, 31, and this is long, so get ready. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all of the angel, angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All of the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. And I was in prison, or excuse me, I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer to answer him, Lord, when did you when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger? and invite you in, or needing clothes, and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you have done for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. And they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you. 
He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. So, there's a whole lot of works in there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. In fact, that's all it is, is works. Except, they refer to him as Lord. So I'm going to argue that, that these are his people. He's speaking to these people who do believe in him. But I always go back to this, this question when we talk about faith versus works. And being saved from yourself, being saved from the death, being saved to eternal life. The question is, is very straightforward from Jesus. What did you do for my people? What did you do? What were your works? What were your works? Which is weird. <laughs> but I, I find it, do you find it interesting that the people in that scripture that you just read, they didn't realize, they, they, they didn't think about that they were doing anything special. Exactly. They were just doing it. Exactly. As far as the sheep are concerned, that, that, this is just what we do. This is who we are. This is just what we do. It's also interesting that the goats didn't realize that they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, when when didn't we do that? When didn't we do these certain things? When did we do it? When, did we, when yeah. didn't we do it for you? Yeah. They didn't say when did we not do it. Right. <laughs> it's very when interesting did that we do well, it for you. We'd have yeah. done it for you, boss. Yeah, yeah. If, if, yeah. if we'd have seen you, if that's done, what it would have took. We'd have done it for you. But he's saying yeah. that isn't it isn't him he's talking about. Him is all of those exactly that belong to him. Yeah. But I, I, I did, I thought it was interesting every time I read that scripture that the people who were doing it, they didn't realize it. I mean, they were just doing it. Yeah. It was part of who they were. I feel like it was part of who they were because of who they believed in, who they loved, and who they knew loved them. What's the scripture? I cannot think of, I can't quote chapter and verse, but I can quote the scripture. Uh, Jesus says, many, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. And I will say, didn't we do all the churchy things? And, and that's the Todd paraphrase. But didn't we do all the churchy stuff? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. But doesn't that go back to the we're doing the churchy stuff? The churchy the, stuff. The churchy stuff so we can be, so we can be recognized. I went to church every Sunday. I went yeah. to church every Wednesday. I went to church every time the door opened. Right. I sang the songs. I listened to the preacher. I went I, home. I checked off the boxes on the I never did any of the rest of it. I didn't feed people. I didn't clothe people. I didn't care for people. I, I've been kind of <laughs> stuck this week on the greatest commandment, you know, when, when yeah. the Pharisees asked Jesus the greatest commandment. And as you're reading this, I, I see it here, and, I, and then I can see the separation. You know, love God and love your neighbors, love the people. It doesn't say, you know, love God the way that you love your neighbors. It, it, there's almost this disconnect there. So we don't see, you know, when we're helping out this homeless guy, we, we don't really, unless we've been, you know, through it in, in a deep conversation like this or deep training, we don't really see that we're doing that for God. Yeah. We're doing that for him, for the guy. Doing that for the guy, the, loving on somebody, hugging in. somebody, taking food over to somebody, um, 
making a phone call, sending a card. We, we, we just do those things because mm -hmm. it's not because it's an obligation. It's because it's what we do as people of love. And, and Jesus gave it gave those two things to us separately, and we yeah. don't really put them together. So we don't see that we're doing it. Yeah. James says, faith without works is dead. In what, mm -hmm. in what Rick said, faith without works is dead. If I love you, and I don't do the, th and I don't think do things to take care of you or take care of your people or don't take care of your kids. Um, if I told Kay, Kay, I love you. You're just, you're just such a sweetheart. And I just love being around you. I love being around you and Ray. You guys are great folks. But then when I was around your kids, I was rude to them <laughs> and didn't help them when I saw that they needed something. I see them out somewhere with a group of kids and they need me to help them get out of that situation. And I just go, that's tough, <laughs> and leave. Do I love you? No. You don't. I don't. I don't love you. And anybody who's a parent will tell you if you're not, if you're not good to my kids, if you don't <laughs> love my kids, you're not good to me. <laughs> and being good to your kids might be telling on them. <laughs> you, you, you can't be rude to her kids. I mean, well, Rosie, more she sneaks up on me, gives me hugs. No. Oh. <laughs> she's a savage. She's, she's so sweet. <laughs> See, she's talking, talk, saying she's a savage, and no, she's sweet. <laughs> you don't see her. My, it's bedtime. Home is a different place. That's why place. bedtime was 7 p.m. tonight. <laughs> home home is a safe space. I'll say the same thing about my boys. They oh, yeah. are savages at home. It is knockdown, drag out, fist cuffs, screaming and yelling all the time. You get them in public and everybody's like, oh, your boys are such well, big children. They, they get home, but they get home. That's a safe space. <laughs> all the, the furs come off, you know? <laughs> I had a cousin, I was talking to him one time, and he, he was talking about his wife, and he come home from work, and she was kind of upset, and the kids had been all, the girl, two girls had been into this and that all day long, and he come home, and they was just as nice as can be, and she was just all keyed up, and he said, she, she, he said, why are you keyed up? He said, the kids are good. He said, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so, as a way to land the plane, I guess, let's ask the question again. Um, we are saved by faith or works, or is that a bad question? Ooh. Now that we've been through it. Yeah. Or is that a bad question? Can, can we change it to and works? We are saved by faith and yeah, works? What do you think, guys? Does that make more sense? Because we got to have... It, what are we saved by? Remember the what? first thing I read? You are saved by... Grace. Grace. How about none of the above? Yeah. Also, when, when you read that, your favorite part over here? Yeah. Um, it's, it's that, all that was describing was just acts of mercy. Yeah. And you, when you do them, you're not expecting something back from that person because they're already yeah. in a position that they're not able to help themselves. So you do it out of mercy and you do it freely. Yes. And so what you're saying is by the same way that we receive mercy and grace, yeah. we need to be extending giving. Yeah, because we couldn't pay for our salvation no matter what we've done. It was and, a gift and, of grace. Yeah, and isn't that what the works yeah. are? It's what they should be. Yeah, if they're a show, an extension then, of then, right. It's you got a yeah. mess. Yeah, it's an extension yeah. of the grace and mercy that we were freely given.
both are required for that grace to be effective. Yeah. If we, if we lack or don't have either the faith or the works, then I mean, he kind of says here, we don't get the grace. Yeah. I, I think of it in, in my life like this. It's nice to have somebody tell you, like you were saying, that they love you. It's so much nicer to be shown that. Because yeah. you can tell somebody you love them all day long, but until you, until you put that to action. So, yes, we are saved by grace, by faith, because of the grace given to us. But that grace and that faith require action. Yeah. My father, not my father, I don't get my father on my mind. My dad will not tell you he loves you. Not for nothing. Ain't happening. And he don't want to. He don't. He don't want to hug you. And none of that. He he will not say I love you. But nobody loves me as nobody loves me more than my dad. If I if I if I was in trouble or I needed something or I needed comforted, my dad would be there. If I'm at the hospital, you can t I can tell him you don't have to come out here, man. Dad, you don't have to come out here. I got a phone. I know you love me. It's good. I don't even like hospital visitors, but he's coming, and he'll be there, right? So that's that's love. Although I will tell you something that we did to him. Um, he doesn't. He's not a hugger. He did, and our the granddaughters, all of his granddaughters, have ganged up on him, and they go and hug him, like on on purpose because they know he's not a hugger and they've taught their grand they've taught their kids to do the same thing their grand girls great grand girls to do the same thing so they're like oh man you're you're doomed they, <laughs> you should not have revealed your weakness you don't stand a chance <laughs> and now he loves it he, right. he loves it but um that's all i got guys anything else rick you can think of i'm good all right guys thank you for joining us Comment, let us know. Join the XL and be a part of this thing. Uh, let us know. Like if you liked it. Don't if you don't. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.